to Talking Architecture and Design. My name is Branko Miletic and today we are talking with Amanda Visser, Group Manager of Sustainability for the Star Entertainment Group. Visser's role is described as being the ability to, to develop and lead the group's sustainability strategy and KPIs by delivering improved operational performance, sustainability business outcomes and industry positioning. Her role ensures long-term organisational value is developed by building a more sustainable business and enhanced reputation by managing material ESG risks and opportunities. Key to the role is to provide specialist advice and leadership to key stakeholders and to deliver business benefits and reportable performance against the group's long-term carbon and water reduction targets. Welcome to Talking Architecture and Design, Amanda Visser. Thanks, Franco. Okay, the star. It has a reputation for sustainability. Can you tell me how and why this need for sustainable operating procedures came about and how does it affect you know, your, your operations in terms of cost and efficiency? Well, the Star Entertainment Group has been on this journey really only since 2013, following the company's inception in 2011. As a leading company, sustainability is at the forefront of our thinking, not only from a business improvement perspective, but a community, uh, a contribution towards our community. We are delighted to be recognised for our performance in the Dow Jones Sustainability Index achieving the global leadership position for the casinos and gaming industry in 2016 for the first time and again in 2017. A big part of our focus though is on our team members and getting them involved in our sustainability commitments. So changing behaviours across our properties in turn increases our recycling rates, it helps to decrease our water consumption and creates a more engaged team who can then respond well to our guests. So over the last few years, we've been working really hard to deliver year-on-year -year benefits, both in a cost uh, perspective and also in a range of other performance areas. These include reducing waste to landfill and increasing our recycling rates, and also delivering improvements in our resource consumption performance in line with our targets. So reducing the energy consumption delivers the cost benefits that you ask. However, our targets are orientated around carbon and water reduction. So considering sustainability in the way that we build and the way that we operate delivers those commercial benefits. However, thinking about reducing carbon per square metre of operational space is really the overall driver here, which will deliver the long-term cost reduction. the return on investment on your property on your, on, of your properties does the fact that they are deemed to be sustainable or come with a star rating um, help with the value of these properties I mean over, over a medium and long term let's say oh, I think um, for us we're an owner operator so it isn't as relevant to us as it may be to other properties in other sectors a benefit of our sustainability approach is cost reduction in operations that we were talking about from the reduced resource use However, our plan is centred around creating that long-term value for our team members, our guests, our shareholders, our investors, and then the communities that we operate in. So the Star Sustainability Strategy is group-wide and across all of our properties. However, we do amend our approach to sustainability projects depending on the site factors of each of our assets. So for example, 
the level of development that's currently occurring across each of our assets will affect the plans that we put forward for sustainability and when we actually do that to fit in with those upgrade plans, development or current refurbishment cycles. So for example, the Star Sydney is committed to achieving a Green Star performance rating this year, the first for the group, which is really exciting. But we see this initial rating as our baseline rating and we expect that we will need to work hard to improve that rating over the coming years. But we also amend our engagement strategy around the events that the sites might be hosting. So for example, the Star Gold Coast hosted the Commonwealth Games in April this year, which was actually at the same time that we were running our National Sustainability Roadshow. So running our roadshow before the onset of the Commonwealth Games enabled our team members to be better resourced, to be able to support our guests with any of the sustainability questions they may have had. Sustainable design concepts are here to you know a range of laws that are you know already out there. Okay, um, is there anywhere where you go well above and beyond to what you know is, is stipulated in terms of the laws or the, or the, or the statutes or the or your or your requirements or to the building code? Oh, we're constantly evolving the standards in which we design and build to. So our requirements are mapped out in our sustainable design and operational standards, which are on our website. So these standards clearly communicate our targets for carbon and water, which are to achieve a 30% reduction by financial year 2023 against a baseline of financial year 2013 on an intensity basis. The standards also present mandatory and voluntary requirements for a range of material categories aligned to Green Star and Neighbours, which include energy, water, materials, general management, biodiversity, supply chain, and climate change mitigation and adaptation. So the STAR did become a member of the Green Building Council of Australia this year and has since committed to a number of Green STAR design and asphalt ratings, as well as the Green STAR performance rating for the STAR Sydney I mentioned earlier. So using the Green STAR framework has been advantageous uh, for us. Our buildings are used for a range of purposes and they operate 24 hours. So unlike regular commercial buildings, adapting the Green Star tools to ensure that we can target credits that make sense for us has been really helpful by using the Green Star framework. We've also completed a hotel refurbishment uh, project recently and another one in the Gold Coast as well, so Sydney and Gold Coast, where we've had the hotel room fittings, fixtures and equipment surpass the recommendations that we received through our most recent energy and water audits. So what we're looking to do is go beyond what, that, what the recommendation is in those level two audits, which is going to help us deliver our cost and operational benefits uh, without compromising our guest experience, but also delivering a better result overall for the business. So what area then do you actually concentrate on or, or do you concentrate on you know, in terms of energy resources savings? Um, like is it electricity, is it water, is it CO2, is it all of the above? I mean, which, which areas do you actually look at? Oh, the staff focuses on a range of issues from energy and carbon management, as you mentioned, 
uh, waste and recycling from having so many visitors come through our properties, through to social sustainability issues and managing our ESG risks, opportunities and, and always looking to increase our disclosures to market. On the environmental sustainability side, one of our primary areas of focus is our energy and water project pipeline. So this pipeline of projects began in 2015 and it followed our first full site level two energy audit. The audit reports provided detailed recommendations for energy and water improvements. And what we did is that we took all of the opportunities that had a timely return on investment and we put them together and we prioritized implementation. So each year we quantify the number of projects that we completed that year and the resource savings we achieved from those, the avoided cost savings, and then we map them against a business as usual model. So if we hadn't have done those projects. So these projects range from lighting replacements to full infrastructure project upgrades, which include recycled water and a reverse osmosis plant in the Gold Coast, which has recently been upgraded to building analytics and fault detection systems to reduce operational energy use. So we are now in year five of the pipeline and we've completed 37 projects, which equates to over 2 million in avoided energy costs over time. So we are looking at the, a broad suite of issues. However, due to the 24 seven operations and the fact that while a lot of businesses are slowing down at the end of the week, we might be getting much more busier, we do tend to focus on the environmental sustainability side when it comes to the properties themselves. Let's assume, hypothetically of course, that you are to build another complex somewhere. Okay. Um, in terms of sustainable design, what would you do different now or tomorrow than, than as opposed to what you've done you know today in terms of how you've built your your complexes is there anything you'd is there anything in particular you'd focus on in terms of sustainability oh there's always benefits to creating a new building or precinct from the design stages when you remove those legacy issues you have the ability to plan in central energy plant you can size everything accordingly you can design fit for purpose, well-sealed buildings with new technology, and you can make your operations efficient from, from the beginning. Uh, I always think about uh, the opportunity for natural ventilation and lighting um, from outside. I think about how um, interconnected walkways can support more accessibility and wayfinding for guests and, and visitors and promote more green intermodal transport. So new developments do definitely have that opportunity. Uh, as we open more floor space, which is in our plans, we expect it to be more efficient than our existing buildings and our entertainment spaces. Our current development plans, in conjunction with our Hong Kong-based partners, reach an investment potential of more than $5 billion and include at least six hotels, bars, restaurants and, and lots more new tourism offerings. So the Queen's Wharf uh, precinct in Brisbane has that advantage of being a new build. It is targeting six star green star ratings for the new non-residential buildings and Australian best practice sustainability outcomes 
on the repurposing of the existing heritage buildings, which is currently uh, Treasury Hotel and Casino. The design has already achieved a six star green star communities rating to date and will have the equivalent of 12 football fields of public space, including parkland and spaces around the river. We did also have the benefit of a retrofit project at our Sydney corporate office this year at 60 Union Street, which we completed in April. Our office was centralised on levels one to three with an interconnected staircase, many more collaboration spaces, large kitchen areas and breakout spaces for impromptu meetings. Uh, and we are really feeling the benefits of that new office. We are targeting a five star green star interiors rating for the project and it will be our first interiors rating for the group. The new office design also achieved our sustainability goals and really implemented those standards that I talked about earlier. The design really delivered the health and well-being benefits that we were targeting as well. We have new sit-to-stand desks, which was definitely something our team members were asking for. Over 650 plants and of course low VOC paints and adhesives in the build. So as we continue through this development pipeline over the coming years, we are finding that we will have these opportunities to improve and design buildings of the future. What is the biggest, I guess you could call, the, oh, <laughs> the most important sustainability challenge for the star? And is it something that you can teach other organisations, particularly, let's say, in, in the hospitality space, because as you say, you know, you guys are open 24-7. You're not like a school or a, you know, or an architect's office or, you know, a publishing house um, who might only, you know, be open, well, looking at my hours, probably 12 hours a day. But, um, you know, is there, is there some challenge that's, you know, really st stands out and, and there's something you can, you can teach someone else? That's a really good question. Um, there are a number of hospitality businesses that we look to. We also look to other businesses in the casinos and gaming industry. We look internationally as well to see where this best practice is coming from and work out what are the things that we can do to integrate into our resorts. A growing portfolio means the potential increase in absolute carbon emissions, energy, water and waste generation. The more visitors that you attract to your property, the more impact you have on your resource use. And the 24-7 operations means our intensity is higher than other hotels and commercial buildings, as you say, uh, and um, operating our bars and restaurants as well uh, at, at all of the times of the week when others are slowing down, uh, of course, is going to lead to waste impacts and water impacts and so forth. But we do know that we need to evolve and we need to consistently improve we are growing at, a, at quite a rapid rate. However, we do need to ensure that we reduce our carbon emissions uh, in line with our intensity. So what we want to do is as our emissions profile gets bigger with the increase of assets, what we do want to see is the consumption per square meter or the carbon emissions per square meter come down. So we are looking for new and better ways to do this. So one part is through the energy and water project pipeline, but other is through technology that we touched on earlier. And I think another big challenge for us is engaging our guests in sustainability performance. We have um, millions of visitors to our properties and it can be really challenging. 
to reach out to them to let them know what we are doing about sustainability because we do have limited touch points uh, throughout their stay where we can educate them on these projects and programs that we have in place. So we do reach out to them in our hotel rooms, for example, through our towel and sheet reuse program and asking them to, to support that. However, again, it is quite limiting of, of where we can get our guests involved in these sorts of areas. What we do have though, is our company leaders very engaged in all aspects of our sustainability strategy. So we have support across not only the way we look at our buildings, but the way we operate our buildings and the way that we uh, push our sustainability message out through our guests and visitors. I think another challenge as well that we're going to see uh, become much more uh, tougher for hospitality businesses especially is around that of single-use plastics. We've seen some changes in, in legislation lately uh, and I also think that um, we will see quite a change that we're seeing um, in Australia that we're also seeing coming in from our international partners on the way that they're operating in the hospitality space. So no, pla no, no, no single-use plastic bags at, at the start? Uh, no, we don't have single-use <laughs> plastic bags at this point. That, um, however, there's just many more things that yeah. we'd need to tackle. The big thing for us really has been that we are a relatively new company. So I joined uh, how, the how, how new, sorry? 2011. Okay. Well, Echo Entertainment. Echo Entertainment, right. Okay. That's right. And then obviously rebranded to the Star Entertainment Group. So our sustainability efforts have been focused since 2013. And for us, it's the authentic journey that we're going on to try and continuously improve our operations and our buildings uh, and um, our, our ESG listen opportunity management. Mm. So we know we've got a, a long way to go. And again, as we look to industry and we look to peers um, and hopefully that we can support um, in the cities that we're operating um, sustainability performance as much as we can. Okay. You've been listening to Amanda Visser Group, Manager Sustainability for the Star Entertainment Group. My name is Branko Melitic and this is Talking Architecture and Design. Until next time, goodbye.